Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. 770 CHQR, I'm Zach in for Rob Breckenridge. Uh, we're going to talk about a couple, let's do a little cleanup here, house cleaning time. Um, our earlier conversation about the oil cuts, which clearly has um, the angry people angry. Uh, we'll get to that. And then uh, let's wrap up the emotional support animals as there is, um, of course, conversation about that one. Uh, City Hall opened up uh, for proper service animals, not emotional support animals, proper service animals, a toilet today, uh, which brings a lot more people into work, which I suppose is probably a good thing. Uh, Jane says, do you really want to be on a plane with someone who needs an emotional support animal to be able to fly? That's a very good point. Um, I I don't know. I don't get it. I don't need one. So I don't get it. Um, I don't know. It makes a lot of people, makes the world go around. It's not a human right to be able to fly. Uh, it's true. Dugs are angry, ducks are angry critters. What kind of emotional support um, would that offer up? You know, ducks are I don't find ducks that angry. I have a friend who got beat up by a goose pretty good once. Like, geese are, like, angry. But, you know, uh, ducks, I get it. And the turkey, like, ducks, geese and turkeys, they're like cousins in the angry department. For sure. A long list of, um, long list of uh, (laughs) different things. You're right with the chicken. People have gone mad. This country we live in is so PC, we don't even know what is reasonable anymore. Thank you for that text message. Okay, so here is some of the cleanup that I wanted to get to. Can we talk about things that truly matter to Alberta? Okay. I'm pretty sure to the, the blind guy who works at City Hall, that might matter. Uh, anybody who lives in the city, who that's how the city's spending their money, you get to have an opinion on that one. Right? Let's not be blinded in all this. Because um, I was asked a question on text message that said, why do you love Canada? And I answered that question. This is my opinion. And the first text message that comes in and says, your Canadian rent paid in full from the $600 million thanks to Trudeau. Yeah, you're, that's good. I'm glad you think that. Like, why are you listening? You're sitting there listening. And you know, the funny thing is, is that with the text messages, we have the entire history of every text message you've ever sent to the radio station. So if I ever want to find out what you text, I just scroll. I can see it. We're pissing away $80 million a day and thousands of Albertans are losing their jobs and you're spending your time talking about doggy toilets. Humanitarian indeed. That's what I got accused of today. This is what you sound like. Let's keep talking about dog toilets because that makes Albertans' lives better. We're not talking about the conversation we just tried to have about the impact. Here's what just happened. I'm going to tell you, everyone who's complaining and who's not happy with me, I'm just a fill-in guy, right? So that's fine. But for everyone who's telling me that why don't we talk about something that matters to Albertans? No, no, no. What I tried to do today was have a conversation with you about how it impacts you at home. What decisions are you making differently? That's what the question I asked. 
And the response is, is what is, why don't we talk about things that matter Albertans? No, you just want to complain about it. You want to complain and you want to say, no, this sucks. I don't hear very many people, and thank you to the bunch that do come in, that say, here's my solution. Right? Here's my solution. I think that I'm going to go create this business. I'm going to run for politics. Look, I don't care if you believe that the moon is made of cheese. If you stand up for what you believe in, I'll listen. So don't send me text messages telling me that $80 million a day and we're talking about dog toilets. Do you want me to sit here and just take your text messages all day? You want to just do that? Because nobody's phoning, right? Like you haven't phoned and said, this is what I believe in. So pick up the phone and call it. You're going to sit and argue and this is what you sound like. So this, this is not the Canada that I know. This is not the Alberta that I know. I'm a kid who grew up in Fort McMurray. I grew up there. I saw what it was like to go to school in the day when my dad and his friends were on a picket line. I saw what it was like. So you can tell me that I have no idea what I'm talking about. Go ahead. I don't pretend to know you. I want solutions for this. Because you know what? I own a company that's in Ontario. And I want you to give me reasons why I should not move to Ontario. Why is this province amazing? That's the conversation we can have. And no, I didn't get a portion of the check of the $600 million. Thank you. I do appreciate the conversation. 974-8255-974-TALK. Text messages. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Calls, whatever it takes. <laughs> I'm Zach in for Rob Breckenridge. Don't blame Rob for this, please. <laughs> We've got more of this coming up for you next as we take a break on 770 CHQR. I'm Zach in for Rob today. It's 207-974-8255 is the phone number. Before we went to the break, I said, look, give me reasons why I shouldn't move. And uh, Scott sent in a text message. It was great. Said, uh, reasons to stay the world's largest dinosaur, the world's largest beaver, the world's largest pierogi, the world's largest mallard duck, the world's largest bee. If you want to live large, this is the place. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Thank you, Scott. Uh, another text message says, this is for 770 News. Get this bum off the airwaves. Just play music. Oh, boy. All right. Hey, Steve, thanks for waiting, man. That was a long hey. wait. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, what are your thoughts? 
I'm calling you back. Yeah, you, you asked me how my life has changed uh, since the oil patch has gone through its um, its decline. Yeah. And I guess, you know, my question is that I, I became a contractor because I had to. Um, and I work intermittently now. And, and interesting enough, all my projects that I'm working on, I'm working on three intermittently. And they're all offshore. You know, they're either in the Middle East or they're down somewhere else and, and uh, overseas and so on and so forth. And none of them are, have been to a large degree in Canada um, and the, in the more recent year, but I guess in the last year, things are really falling off. But uh, let me just point out why sh- should I live in Canada? Well, uh, it's still the, one of the greatest countries in the world, you know, and our price of gas per liter is cheaper than that of Europe. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, we and, have to compare and, ourselves just to the States, right? Yeah, and we quit, you know, we quit doing extravagant things like going out for restaurants, you know, once or twice a week and so on and so forth. And that's how my life has changed. But I, I wanted to point out, uh, I did call in earlier and say that our reserves globally, the global reserves is 53.3 years based on the consumption globally of the oil. And the guys called in immediately because they haven't got a brain in their head. They said, no, 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 we're going to last 200 years. That's because Alberta is already producing 4 million barrels per year, and we've got 365 days as 1.46 billion per year, and we have 171 billion proven reserves. So, yeah, he's right. We're going to last 120 years, and eventually our oil is going to be worth more than an ounce of gold. Mm. You know, and that's because it's going to be the most valuable product on the planet. And I, when it comes to diversification, I did call into Rob Breckenridge, and oftentimes when I call into Rob Breckenridge, you know, you're not given a lot of time to talk. So, you know, it's, it's, he's kind of like a whatever, you know. Uh, but I really think that we could become, because China's not taking our plastics or anybody's plastics anymore, and they're not taking Norris Taiwan, they're dumping it in the ocean and others. Um, I think that we could develop the world's largest plastic recycling facility. I'm thinking about how would we do that? I mean, it's thinking food-grade plastic. Is there any um, obnoxious chemicals or products in that food-grade plastic that we use every day, bottles of water and so on and so forth? And the answer is no. So why is it that we can't use that as either A, fuel, or B, we could recycle all of those products and make new widgets out of it? You know, there's no reason with all the engineers that we have at our disposal that we can't become the world's largest plastic recycling um, location. And, right. and make money out of it. Well, I think you know? that's awesome, Steve. I, you know, that's the kind of creativity that I was hoping for. And I don't know mm-hmm. the science between the, the recycling and the burn-offs. I'm, I'm not a scientist, but I appreciate that. And that contribution, I mean, that, that's pretty great. I have one quick question and a, a yes or no answer. When you are working full-time here in the industry or when you're working as a consultant and doing contract work, are you happier today or no? Well, I'm nearing retirement, so I'm kind of happy that I don't have to work as much, but I, I still enjoy having enough that I can live on, I guess, Wonderful. Um, and get by. Wonderful. You know, So that's really one advantage for me. For the younger folks, I'm scared the hell. I'm really, really fearful about where we're going with um, you know, all of the downturns and so on and so forth. Um, I worry for my kids and my kids' kids and what they're going to be doing. You know. Thank you, Steve, for calling in. All right. Have a good All right. Hey, Ryan, what are your thoughts? Hey. Oh, no, I just, I heard what you said about people texting and not calling in and stuff. And yeah. I just, I mean, Albertans can be hot-headed, but I think people in general, they like to voice their opinions but not do anything about it, you know, where especially with text nowadays, you can say whatever you want over text and you don't have to worry about the, the result because you're not on the phone or in person, right? So 
Yeah, I appreciate that. You yeah, know it's what? kind of a cowardly thing, like, especially a guy who gets his bum off the air. Well, why don't you go in there and say it to his face and then, you know... Well, you know, I, I, yeah, I think there's an awful lot of things that go on with social media and texting today that, that we probably wouldn't say. Like what I say to my kids with texting is if you're going to have this conversation with this person, you better be prepared to have it eye to eye with that person. I mean, you can't, you can't have that separate. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily, Ryan, go the way of like, you know, say that to my face sort of uh, vindictive and, and, and scrappy style, but that's not what I mean when I say that. the point it's like you wouldn't say that to someone's face so why say it over text right yeah well i appreciate that support ryan are you uh does the oil stuff impact you have you changed the way you spend your money uh well i i used to work up in the oil sands and um they started you know they like the unions they started uh they took away double time they uh they actually did they're doing a wage rollback now for the trades um and i just said enough is enough like i'm I complained about it enough, and so I just I found a different job and where I make just good money, and I'm happy now. But yeah, I definitely, I definitely had to change my lifestyle because I was making less money, and uh, you know the cost of living doesn't go down. So you you got to kind of uh, balance your your spending out and change kind of how you, you use your money, right? So well, so it's impacted you, but it, not necessarily for the worst, eh? Not for the worst, no, not anymore. All right, <laughs> thank you, Ryan, for taking the time to call and wait. Yeah, you're welcome. See you, bro. All right, Daryl, what are your thoughts? Hey, first of all, like what Steve had to say, like what Ryan had to say, and thanks for taking the call. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate your candor, to be honest. Uh, there's a real, uh, I think there's a real challenge in media today that people seem to expect that we're going to solve all the problems on weekend talk radio or weekday talk radio. Uh, there's a lot of rhetoric out there, but like the, like Ryan just said, people aren't willing to actually, like, who's called their MLA lately? Who's gone yeah. in and tried to, like, actually understand the nuance of the kind of decision that was taken today who's really taken into account that all the parties aligned with this including some major players in industry agreed with all those changes because at the end of the day we can't we can't be oil drunk forever it's not sustainable well this comes from this comes from an anecdotal conversation with a friend about someone who who's just a cleaning person not just i shouldn't say that because that that's not right who is a cleaning person and that's their job and and they've lost six customers that's all. That's it. That's the only place that comes from. Right. Like, I, I, I really worry about how, especially in the age of social media, I'm like a, what they call an exennial, right? The guy who's like, didn't have a phone up until he was in his late teens. Yeah. Um, but it's gotten to the point where people just expect to yell something, throw it over the fence, and that's good enough. And that's the folks that are going to be voting. Uh, and it, it affects all age groups. I'm, I'm not, I don't think it's just my age or younger or older, but no one's willing to actually listen to facts anymore. They just see what rings true for them. And it's really hard to change people's minds at parties, at water cooler conversations. I'm very concerned about the next election being about purely about how people feel and what Facebook has influenced them yep. as opposed to what, at what facts are getting facts out there is really hard. I don't think that falls. It can. I don't think that falls on afternoon talk radio. Uh, it's nice when it can contribute to the conversation, but there's a way bigger problem out there in terms of people actually understanding the reality of how our economy works and how it's not going to work in the future if we keep doing the same old thing. Like consumer debt's higher than it's ever been. Yep. And that's our choice. That's our choice. We made yeah. that choice. Right. And you've asked people, like, what have you done? Uh, it didn't affect me. I work in retail. And retail seems to be doing just fine. Yeah. Uh, Even with the uh, internet and online sales, like retail's changing, but it's it's doing all right. Oh, exactly. And so I work for a major retailer, and that's been fine. So my life hasn't really changed. That being said, or my income didn't really change, but I still had to make adjustments because, like everyone else, I've 
succumb to the to the the cult of the material. Yeah. And so I've I've had to consolidate debt. I did it despite yep. the fact that I had income coming in. I've had to rethink. You know, how often should we maybe be eating out? How often should we just decide that Wendy's is a good idea? And I had to stop doing that. It was a really hard thing to do because you just think, well. Why can't I just do all the things like I did 20 years ago when I lived at my parents? Well, yeah. you can't. So we all have to be a little more responsible. And that includes the people who are trying to help us. They're not doing a perfect job. Fix what they can with yeah. the levers they have under their control. Well, the Alberta government's made a decision. And I don't have to agree with the decision to just appreciate that they're trying to make a decision. And we have a chance to agree or disagree the next time we vote. And just so you know, Daryl, uh, eating out and going to Wendy's are kind of the same thing, just to be clear. <laughs> Thanks for your call, man. Okay? Cheers. Right on. 974-8255, 974-TALK. What are you going to do about it? How does it impact you? Where are we today? Are we Maybe maybe we are just a whole bunch of complainers. I don't think so. Ken, what do you think? Well, actually, I've had a bit of time here to think really hard about this. The only reason I could say why you'd want to stay in Alberta or Calgary specifically mm-hmm. is because we get a lot of sunshine here. Out of all the major cities in, in Canada... Lots of sunshine. Uh, outside of that, the economic outlooks with the way that our, our federal government is uh, kind of running things is, is horrible in the energy sector. I came out here 20 years ago. I've been, uh, I work in the IT sector, but I've been supporting oil and gas uh, companies for 20 years. And, and uh, it's really, really hard for me to look at people and say, yeah, it's a great career choice. It's, it's very, very difficult in that regard. No idea what's going to happen in the future, but until we get pipelines, this oil energy or energy sector in Alberta is going to be basically shut down. Yeah, it's going to be tough, that's for sure. Thank you, Ken. Uh, that's interesting insight, Ken, uh, coming from such a point where, um, you know, IT is such demand, right? Like it there's such demand in IT in general, like electricians in IT and all those things where we're headed, and to not be able to say that this is a good job right now, at least not here. You know, there's a lot of big things being uh, said in Alberta about, you know, the, the cutting oil and the impact of all that, so we're where we are. And that really started a conversation about, you know, where are we? What does this cost us? What do we decisions do we make every day? Like, what, how does this matter to you? You know, <laughs> I've been accused of being a humanitarian today, which I think that that's a I don't think that's a, a, a bad thing, caring about humans. Sorry. Um, I really don't. And that, that's not any political affiliation. That's just, uh, frankly, caring about humans. I think it's awesome. Um, this is a really good point from Pat on the text. It says, if we get rid of internal combustion engine tomorrow, we sit in a really good place, I'm paraphrasing, because of the, the heavy oil that, that is here and everything that goes with that, with plastics and other needs. So we really are in a good place in Alberta. Uh, there's so many different opinions. Robert, you have some thoughts about the media's come up a couple times today in the conversation. What are you thinking? Yeah, okay, Zach, just before I get to that point, I just wanted to say keep your hand or your head off my chin or your chin up, uh, my friend. Oh, thanks, buddy. The guy that phoned in, the guy that phoned in told you there was a bum in the chair and get to music. Oh, I get called uh, that all the time. <laughs> I just, uh, I, I, I just got I just got to wonder, like, do you think that Rob Breckenridge or John Voss, your station manager, will put a guy at the helm of Rob's ship to crash it upon the rocks? I don't think so. No, I appreciate the so, endorsement. Thank you, buddy. That's kind of laughable. But anyway, the point I found in was because something that really frosted my biscuit huge last night mm-hmm. was with all the billion-plus dollars we put in the CBC, why is it when 6 o'clock rolled around, they didn't? They didn't broadcast it. It wasn't on TV, on CBC. It wasn't on the radio. I had to eventually flip back to CHQR because I generally do the 6 o'clock news with CBC, and I flip back to CHQR. And I'm going, what is up with this? I flip back to CHQR. 
I get the last 45 seconds of it. I go, how could that possibly happen? Which you're know. talking about the, 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 the price change or the yeah, price limits? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Or the output and I'm limits? I'm wondering yeah. how could a company that's supposed to be the CBC, Canadian Broadcast Corporation, not and not broadcast that whole thing. I, I just never understood it, and it really ticked me off. Yeah. Um, thank you for that, Robert. I, I, I have mixed emotions about the CBC because the Canadiana part of it, I absolutely love the fact that the Canadian programming part, but when it comes to the, they get paid by the government and, the, you know, it's certainly centric at times. And I okay. know a lot of people that um, that work at the CBC um, through the course of our careers. We meet, you know, so many people sure. work with them. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Fun. Yeah, and, and they're fantastic people. So I have nothing about that. But yeah, I mean, it yeah. seems to be that in in this world of being, you know, sort of you know, Eastern centric at times, we certainly find those decisions and technology and TVs change a lot too. Some of the things that people don't know about is that the master switchers and, and those decisions in newsrooms are just not made locally anymore in a lot of different things. And I think we're okay, starting to, so that, to see the impact. That of that. Somebody made a conscious decision that that's not an important announcement to CBC Alberta. Well, uh, yeah, I would say that I can't speculate of what their decision was, but I mean, I would suggest that's that politically, I, I'm not asking you to go out on a limb and chop your head off here. No, no, like, I'm not worried like, about you that. You think that was politically driven? No, I, I can't. I can't allege anything like that. All I'm saying is that somebody makes a decision. That's a decision they make for the reason why they made it. Uh, I'm just saying that when it comes to where where decisions are made, it's changed. Decisions are made in not necessarily in a local office anymore, and I don't know the case in this one, so I, I can't speculate any further on that one. Though. Well, okay. I need to take my radio part and solder my dial to CHQR and never even switch your CBC. Again That's the best advice all day, Robert. <laughs> 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 Thank you so much for calling Keep in. Up the good work. You okay. too. Bye. All right. Uh, 974-8255-974-TALK-GEORGE. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, I'd like to tell you why Canada's uh, the greatest country in the world. I uh, wore a maple leaf on my shoulder for just about 40 years. Mm-hmm. I've been all over the world. And in this country, we have the greatest country in the world, and we defended it. And we all think that way. You won't find many service people that don't. Um, if you look at it, I'm a pretty simple man. I'm an outdoorsman, so I like to hunt and fish. Uh, we have great lakes and rivers huge public land areas where you can still go hunt or you can snowmobile and quad bike and do what you want, go camping and everything. There's a lot of the world you can't do that. Like most of Europe, there's no public land left, yet we have some of the greatest in the world. So that's why I think that Canada is such a great country. Thank you, George. You're welcome. 974-8255-974-TALK. Hi, Dan. Hey. It's me? It's you. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> right on. You've been um, waiting a while. Thanks for waiting, Dan. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Uh, just sitting and listening to your other callers, it makes me want to jump my topic or point of thought all over the place here. But well, Isn't it? There, there's so many places you can go here, though, isn't it? Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'll start off by saying, you know, yeah, I love that. I'm with you. Canadiana, you know, it's great. I was born in Ontario. I've been living my whole life here in Alberta. Um, and, you know, lots of family in Ontario and stuff. But... I can tell you there is there's there's the distance, you know they're so far removed from what drives the Canadian economy that they don't realize how connected everything is. And so if you're talking about uh, you know how it's affecting your life or you know if this this you know hiccup in the oil uh, industry right now is you know natural resources industry right now is affecting us. If you know if you're not directly related, well I can tell you I've been you know for my most of my career directly related. Uh, worked in the oil industry, but 
you know, after this last downturn, but basically when the NDP got in and I uh, got laid off, <laughs> um, I, uh, you know, just completely decided to change careers. So, of course, then I went into construction and, you know, not not too far down the road, we're, I'm feeling it and we're already starting to see that, okay, now even housing market and building market and everything is, is going to start slowing down here and having a hard time selling, uh, selling units, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, residential and, construction is what you're doing, homes? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, multifamily now too. So, you know, that was it was looking really good when I got into it. And uh yeah, it's just it's starting to really fall off. And and I mean that's just a you know, direct consequence and you can see it directly related here because we live here. Again, I suppose when you get farther east <laughs> into Ontario and Quebec, you know, it, it they don't see how that is so as as directly related, but I guarantee you, you know, if it carried on like this Everybody is going to start feeling that. You know, you talk about that. The fellow was talking about being in, uh, um, you know, in sales or in retail. You know, it's not affecting him yet, but he did mention that that you know we're, we have this high high debt uh, ratio going on right now, consumer debt ratio. That you know, eventually the debt, you know, everybody's going to be sealing out, sealing out, and maxed out on their credit cards, and, and well, that's yeah. going to start dropping off, and then he's going to start seeing the retail end of things. Yeah, and it's going to change things. Too. Dan, thank you very yeah. much for that. You um, you don't sound resigned and cynical, but you do sound tired. Are you tired, Dan? Very. Yeah. yeah. I think that, <laughs> yeah. but that's that's a sentiment that yeah. I think everyone want everyone to take. Working my butt off, and uh, well, just I keep you know. 10 steps back. I didn't expect <laughs> to be working part-time, you know, radio jobs and part-time, you know, everything I can and, and trying to invest in business and do startups, you know, me at 43. I didn't think that. That wasn't going to be what it was going to be. But that's what the world is today. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. All right. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.